Hey, honey loves. Thank you for coming back and visiting me. I really appreciate you coming back to this second segment so we can just discuss some things that's been on my mind for the last few days. Hope you enjoy. Let's get into it. This woman met this man. Received a friend request on a social media site. Um, she had never knew who he was, but because they had mutual friends, she accepted the friend request. They began to speak over the phone and they began to familiarize each other with one another. And they started to get fond of one another. From the storyline, we're gonna call him Quentin. Quentin came clean to Maria. Quentin came clean to Maria and let her know that he was serving a 45-year sentence for a crime that he committed when he was a teenager. And by that time, she felt as though, you know, I can't judge this man on something he did as a teenager. I'm only going to judge him on his present and how he treats me and how I like him. And... So things were going good. Things were going very good between them. And he was released early. Once he was released, I don't know the time span, but he moved into the home with her. He moved into the home with her, a family member passed away, and he began to show signs of being aggressive and controlling. So Maria got tired of it and she kicked him out of the home. And this is where the problems began. He started to kind of stalk her. He couldn't leave her alone. He would come to her home. He would start fights with her. And once he saw that he could not get his way back in, then he attempted to bring tragedy to her. Long story short, they went on um, a car chase and he rammed his car into her she got out and tried to flee. He shot her two times. And she's leaving today to tell everyone about it. Which brings me to this. I think a lot of the times, we as women, and not just women, just anybody that has been single or lonely or without someone, tend to get uncomfortable when you're alone you become very vulnerable to the wrong people. Being in a lonely place or a tired place can leave room to invite the wrong individual in. One is in an urgent place of trying to fulfill a void. You don't assess yourself enough to allow an individual to come in. So anything that sounds good or looks good, you, you figure in your head, why not? And that, and that to me, it seems like where we make the mistake. It should be, why should I? When you're in, meeting an individual, why should I allow this person to get a piece of me or take time with me? What are the qualities 
that they are showing me that align to my needs. Feel as though sometimes we can be the culprit of our, of our own demise because we as human beings have the need to have a person or have a bond or have just someone that wants to pour into us as well. So, you know, there has been situations that I put myself in unknowingly, unknowingly. I had a scenario back in the day. I was single. I was okay with being single, actually. I was very okay with being single. I've always been that person that is okay with being single because I like to take time to myself. I don't like to really share space, but I will if I have to. <laughs> no, I, I will if I have that right individual. I don't mind that person being into my world, you know, but I was in a place where I was okay with being single. And my friends, it's always that friend that say, you know, honey, you, 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 you are an wonderful girl you need to take the time to date get out know somebody um get yourself out of the house because I'm a homebody a lot of the time and you know on in my situation I met someone years ago and he seemed to be what I was not used to I would often hide from this individual but he was so you know, just so uh, pursuant of me, you know, I used to hide from this individual. I would, I don't know why women give men phone numbers when they really don't want to talk to someone. I don't know why we do that. I guess out of niceness and niceness can get your ass in trouble too. <laughs> when it comes to the dating world, men or women, you know, you, you don't want to break that person's ego or break them down in my younger age I, I would normally if someone asked me for my phone number and I didn't want to have conflict or confrontation I would give them my number and when I if they called me I just wouldn't answer it but this one it, he was very very persistent and I took persistence as someone who really liked me and I ended up breaking down and giving this person a chance this person would be so attentive attentive to me this person would be catering, you know, and what girl does not like a man or what man or what individual does not like or invite someone that pays attention to them, you know, so it was refreshing to have someone pay a lot of attention to me after being in a span of singleness, you know, and one of the mistakes that we make is not assessing the situation or how the relationship could be as a whole and this relationship moved just as quickly as the scenario that I just gave you an example of my relationship moved fairly quickly uh, within six months we may have moved in with each other and for me I saw some of the signs within the first year within the first year I'm not gonna go into too much detail but I saw that this person was not the person that I thought I was gaining. So, you know, I, I moved in with this person or this person moved in with me. Big, huge mistake, women or man. Big, huge mistake, moving someone in at this time, we, we realized that someone should already have an established lifestyle of their own. But anywho, one of the first signs I saw with this man was that he began to be very jealous. 
we spent a lot of time together in the beginning. So, you know, when you're in a relationship close to a year, you kind of uh, waver off with consuming each other. So I would be out with my friends and automatically he would have this tinge of jealousy. He would have an attitude when I come home. And I always believe that when you're in a relationship, you need to continue to have your own individuality. That's what keeps you you. You need to have those times with your friends. You need to have those days where you go out to eat by yourself or even going to go to walk on the treadmill. Whatever you need to do to have, continue to have your individuality, I feel like no one should lose that in their relationship. I also had a soft spot um, for the person that I was dating because in the beginning of the relationship, he did share with me that he was not raised with his mother. His mother was living, but his mother was trying to get his ed her education. He stayed with his grandmother, his grandmother raised him, you know, so I had a soft spot knowing that he didn't have that connection that he wanted from his mother. I also come from a place where I was not raised by my biological father. I was raised by my mother's husband, which was my stepfather. He raised the kids in the home as, as one. So I had the love and the connection of a man growing up. I just didn't have that connection of my biological father. So when this individual came into my life, he came in with his agenda. He told me a lot of things and I saw that early on that he really cared for me and wanted to make sure that I had the things that I desired. So we'll just call him Mandela. Outside of all the problems, small problems that we shared coming in, I also saw him someone that was willing to try and willing to build and willing to give that endless love, but the type of love that he gave was something totally different. The love that he gave me, I took it as unconditional, but throughout the relationship, I learned that the love that he was giving me was a conditional love. And I know that there are some people that may not be familiar with the terms of unconditional versus conditional. Unconditional is given freely. Unconditional is infinite. Unconditional is selfless. Unconditional is the love that we all strive to have, whether it's in a relationship um, that's intimate or friendship. We strive to have that unconditional love that separates the individuals from their own personal behaviors. Conditional love, conditional love is a little different. Conditional love is a bit more selfish. Conditional love has an exchange involved. Conditional love is more uh, for self. So when someone truly loves you unconditionally, they love you for who you are, not for what you can do. So if you are in this situation currently, you may want to just think about some of the things that unconditional and conditional is in the relationship because if you're experiencing this and, and confused, you may not have that love that you think you have. I mean, if you really and truly think about it, how long did it take for you to get to know your damn self? How long did it take for you to get to know yourself? It took me maybe since birth to maybe my late 20s. 
that I started to recognize the things that I needed. So if you're if you're unfamiliar with how love is supposed to feel, how love is supposed to be, love is supposed to, to be a positive action. Love shouldn't really have a lot of negative with it. So you know, if, if you continuously run into this situation where you are still confused about how you're supposed to be loved, then you may want to chill out and get to know yourself a little bit more before you invite someone in. How can you invite someone into your life when you're unfamiliar with yourself? By the way, that was a message. So going back to Mandela... Mandela lacked some things um, that his mother can only give to him. He did not know how to nurture in a more sensitive way. His nurturing came from him controlling the scenarios. And so I began to become conditioned in the way that he loved. It was not the best feeling sometimes to know that I felt one way and I was able to give myself one way and he wasn't able to give himself fully so during spans of our relationship further on he began to take advantage of the love that I gave him he began to want to treat me as property and again because I didn't have the strength of knowledge from my father to know that a woman should never be treated as a man's property a man should never be treated as a woman's property this is where this conditional love quote-unquote action comes from because that person that is giving you the conditional love feels like I can only love you for as much as I can get up out of you or I can only love you as much as how satisfactory I feel in this relationship so once you recognize that in a way you're being manipulated you're being manipulated because you start to condition yourself to feel like, well, this person has done so much for me or this person has always bent over backwards for me. But I can overlook some of the flawed areas. And what happens is when you combine two people that lack in different areas and those individuals overlook the major flaws within each other, then it becomes to be a bigger issue, a bigger problem. And I believe that because Mandela was not raised by his mother, he automatically had this feeling of distrust for women. So I believe also this is where some of the tinge of jealousy would come from or uncertainty. He was okay as long as I was with him. He was okay as long as he knew my whereabouts. The problems arose when I was out and about and doing my own thing. I believe that 
had to be an insecure part of himself. So what happens is we get involved in damaged parts of our lives and we project those damaged areas onto that individual. So I I am a firm believer that everyone has their own love language. I may show you love by not necessarily saying it all the time, but I'm going to do certain acts of service, call you. Hey, you hungry? Did you eat? I may sit down and talk with you and say, hey, how was your day going? I just wanted to check on you, make sure you're okay. That's my way of showing care is by nurturing through feelings, actually trying to understand my mate, trying to study my mate, trying to find ways emotionally that I can please my mate. His love language was more, um, almost felt like an obligation or I want to say a duty, but it, it was a different type of love language to where he showed his love by buying things, shoes, clothes, cars jewelry and when he would get upset he would take those things away it was almost like a punishment but then when he realized that uh, I might be wrong in this situation he would give it back and it was almost like child's play and I think for me this may have stemmed from his childhood When a child gets in trouble, we take things away because we want that said child to correct themselves and learn from what they have done that was deemed wrong. So this was his tactic throughout the relationship uh, for the most part. And then when he saw that that did not affect me any longer, then the verbal came. It was ways for him to manipulate me mentally. And to me, having to experience someone who was verbally abusive, that takes a very long time to get over. Um, Once you are away from that situation, there were things that I guess where he felt that he was angry he really did not have a filter for the things that he said. I, For example, I remember a time where I upset him in some way. I can't remember exactly. And one of the statements he made was, you know, keep playing with me. I will shoot you in your face. And me, I was like, mm, this man is not going to do this to me because he in my head oh he loves me he's not gonna do this to me he's not gonna shoot me in my face what does he look like trying to shoot me in my face and throughout the relationship he has said that several times so then I began to take it seriously and felt that if the small things that I do can set you off that much to say this crazy thing then I had to begin to take it seriously. And months later, years later, I had had enough and I decided, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and leave. This is not what love is. This is not how love feels. 
it began to start to feel empty, even though he continued to provide and buy pleasurable things. I just could not get away from the fact that this does not feel good to me. And so going back to the example that I use with Maria and Quentin, I had had enough and I said, you know, I'm, I'm going to leave. I, I, I said, I'm going to leave. And I ended up leaving. And this is where it kind of got tricky. When I left and moved on, he couldn't let it go. It was almost like I had crossed him in a way by leaving him. And he would continuously say, I've done a lot for you. Which equates to him as I've shown you so much love and this is how you do me. So honey loves, what I'm going to do with this is make this a part two. We're going to continue on the next segment on how this played out. I do want to say that if you are in this situation or similar to this situation where that you may be in a potentially abusive situation, that you want to first, if you decide to leave, leave safely. But if you need a support system, you can always reach out to 800-799-SAFE. This is the National Domestic Violence Hotline. You guys, enjoy your night. Thank you for visiting me. We'll continue in the next segment. Kisses. Thank you.